the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom and welcome to Heart of Messiah Radio Broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Shoresh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently we're serving in Wesley Chapel, St. Pete, South Bay near Riverview and Tampa. We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Shalom. What a blessing it is to each week talk about the Lord. And this is our third program on Messianic Judaism. There's so much to talk about, but why don't we pray first? Avinu Malkeinu, our Father, our King, we love you and praise you and honor you and worship you, Lord. And just thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, we just thank you, and, and Lord, as, as we just pray for those people who are struggling physically, emotionally, spiritually, financially. Lord, there is so much struggling going on now, and we cry out to you, Father, for mercy. We pray for a great revival in our country because we're upside down. And Lord, we're asking, Lord, that you would do a great thing in our leaders in, in each and every person, uh, because we are in deep trouble, Lord. But with you, we can do all things. So turn us around. I pray this. And I pray that this program, uh, the show today, today, will be a blessing to people and encourage them. In the name of Yeshua, amen. So this is a great time for us to visit your church if if you are able to speak to the pastor or if you are the pastor uh, we'd love to come and speak about various uh, areas that we think uh, your flock would enjoy um, about uh, the Jewishness of Messiah or the uh, Leviticus 23 holy days or various other things so uh, please let us know by calling Karen at 813-831-5673 or email me at rabbi at heartofmessiah.org. We also, our congregations love visitors. You can check out our congregational website, shoreshdavid.org. That's S-H-O-R-E-S-H, david.org. And come bring 
your friends, family, Jewish friends, Lord, you know, it has blessed us, and the Lord has blessed us, and, and we're just excited when people come in. So please visit us. We're uh, Friday night and Saturday morning. Uh, love to have you. Uh, our first week, uh, you know, we talked about Messianic Judaism's first century history, and then we also spoke about Sharesh David, its vision and its mission. Our second week, we answered the first question. Uh, I had 10 questions. What, uh, what is Messianic Judaism? And we looked at the following scriptures, Jeremiah 31.30, Isaiah 7.14, Isaiah 9.5 and 6, Psalm 2.11 and 12, Psalm 22.15 through 19, Zechariah 9.9, and Isaiah 53.4-6. So last week, we still answered... Uh, how did Messianic Judaism begin, and began to look at the important prophecies. Now, these questions that I'm telling you, um, the first one was, what is Messianic Judaism, and how did it begin? That's the second question, so we've done those. Uh, What is Messianic Judaism, past, present, and future, scripturally? Who should be in Messianic Judaism? Is Messianic Judaism and the Church the same? Who is a Jew does this Jewish thing matter? What is the role of someone who's not born Jewish within a Messianic uh, congregation or in Shoresh David? Why do we celebrate the Holy Days in Leviticus 23? And are we under the law? If you have other questions that you would like to know about Messianic Judaism, and, and I'd love to answer them, why don't you email me, and I'll add it to our program, okay? So, again, you can email me at sweiler at heart of uh, – actually, I think it's rabbi. That's right. I forgot. It's rabbi at heartofmessiah.org, rabbi at heartofmessiah.org. Love to get your questions. So, today we're answering – Uh, A little more of question number three. What is Messianic Judaism's past, present, and future scripturally? We answer this in the context of prophecy because that's what it's all about, right? Okay, let's begin with Ezekiel 36, 24 to 26. For I will take you from among the nations. So obviously this is talking about God taking the Jewish people from the nations, gather them out of all the countries, and bring you back into your own land. Then I will sprinkle clean water on you. You will be clean from all your uncleanliness and from all your idols. Moreover, I will give you a new heart. I'll put a new spirit within you. I'll remove the stony heart from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. Like many prophecies, they are fulfilled at different times. There is like multiple prophecies within one prophecy. So as we take this scripture apart, we're going to get a glimpse of the past, the present, and the future. So obviously, number one, as I think of this, gather you from all the countries, that's in the past, right? Because that's now maybe God's still doing it, but the majority of it has happened in the past. Uh, bring you back to your own land again. Same thing. Really, that's the past. Israel became a nation, 
and and the people came from all over the world to uh, be part of that. Uh, third thing it mentioned in this scripture is that sprinkle clean water on you. So in other words, I'm going to wash you clean. And that really is past, present, and definitely future because Jewish people, more Jewish people, have to accept Yeshua as their Messiah. So that would include also giving you a new heart uh, because obviously God gives a new heart to everyone who receives him and put a new spirit within him. Again, same thing, that it's past, present, and future. Remove a stony heart and give you a heart of flesh. So even though this is talking about Jewish people, really the fulfillment of this prophecy are Messianic Jews. Jewish people believe that Yeshua is the Messiah. But Jews will continue to fulfill this as they come to know Yeshua personally. Now, we as the Messianic movement in the United States are a support to what God is doing in Israel. We're in the midst of God's move. Maybe we can't see it from our vantage point, but we look at Scripture and how God is bringing his word to pass, and we even here in Tampa are in the middle of what he is doing. So um, an example uh, of that and how we support this example, I'll tell you in a moment. Amos nine fourteen and 15, yes, I will restore the captivity of my people, Israel, They will rebuild desolated cities and dwell in them. They will plant vineyards and drink their wine. They will also make gardens and eat their fruit. Yes, I will plant them on their land, and they will never again be plucked up out of their land that I have given to them. Adonai, your God, has said it. So here again, God's done this and is doing this and will be doing this. Um, which is to restore Jews to Israel, to rebuild the desolate cities. You know, really, when you think of it, there were when when <laughs> there were no cities until really the Jewish people got to Israel, and it started actually before um, 1948 when they became a nation. It was actually in the uh, late teens and early twenties that a lot of Jewish people started building the cities, and and including Tel Aviv. And um, also, they are to plant vineyards and drink their wine and make gardens and eat fruit. Now, if you know anything about Israel, their uh, ability to grow things is off the charts, and uh, food. And, and, and so the fruit is larger and more tasty. The gardens are amazing. Uh, this is really an, an amazing part of Scripture prophecy because you have to realize that when Jews were not in the land of Israel, it was a barren desert. And when Jews come for, you know, then, then all of a sudden, we see that that God is is doing an amazing thing. It's 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 quite miraculous. Then it also said that God promises that they will never again leave the land of Israel. 
So this is really important to know. And and if we are supporting what God is doing in Israel, we have to support Israel itself. Now, the best way I know to support uh, what God is doing in Israel are, are two ways. Uh, number one is to support Israel financially. And uh, that's, I think, very important. There are a lot of groups that need financial support. And secondly, uh, help Jewish people to come to know Yeshua. That's a way we can be part of God's prophetic move. And we need to be a community that has a united purpose. And our united purpose really revolves around the salvation of Jewish people. Now, sometimes Christians feel that I make it all about the Jewish people. However, prophetically, God has been specific about the future role of the Jews and the mandate for Christians to share with Jewish people. So let's go to one of the areas where you would understand that from uh, prophetically to Christians, which is Romans 11. We're going to start in verse 11. It says, I say then, they did not stumble so as to fall, did they? May it never be. But by their false step, salvation has come to the Gentiles to provoke Israel to jealousy. So, first of all, it says, did they stumble so as to fall? In other words, is it irrevocable, they're stumbling, the Jewish people not accepting Yeshua? And the answer is, may it never be. But by their falling, or their, in this case, false step of salvation, has actually come to the, the Gentiles, to the people who call themselves Christians now. And it is to provoke Israel to jealousy. In other words, their relationship with the Lord through Yeshua needs to provoke Israel to jealousy. And that's why I believe so many large Christian groups are, are very much supporting Israel financially, uh, bringing tours to Israel. This is all part of this prophecy. And then in verse 12, it says, Now if their, meaning the Jewish people's, transgression leads to the riches for the world and their loss, riches for the Gentiles, then how much more their fullness? In other words, when Jewish people come back to the Lord, so this is telling the people of the, in the book of Romans that Jewish people are coming back. And when they are, when they come back, there is going to be a fantastic revival. Verse 13 of Romans 11, But I'm speaking to you who are Gentiles, who are not Jewish. Insofar as I am an emissary to the Gentiles, I spot, spotlight my ministry. If somehow I might provoke to jealousy my own flesh and blood and save some of them. For if their reconciliation leads to the reconciliation of the world, what will their acceptance be but life from the dead? And that's what revival is all about. You know, it's the dry bones becoming that army. And I believe that's what God wants to do. And, and so we see Messianic Judaism, in a sense, is the prophetic 
uh, response to this where Jewish people are now believing in Yeshua. But we are not nearly close to being done, right? So in Messianic Judaism, our purpose is to bring Jewish people to the Lord. Now, we can do that directly by sharing, and our congregation tries to do that. We do that with people we meet, but we also go sometimes door-to-door. Sometimes we go to malls and other places and direct uh, share directly. Then we also want to share indirectly, and what I mean by that is we want to teach the church to care about Jewish people and their salvation. You know, this has to get back on the church's radar. Look, for 2,000 years, Jewish people, if they didn't become Christians, then they were just, you know, pushed to the side, so to speak. And and some people feel, well, they're the people of God, so they don't need salvation. I mean, there were all sorts of incorrect thoughts. But we are trying to teach the church. A part of this radio program is exactly this, is to give the listeners a better understanding of why they should be speaking to Jewish people about the Lord. And when they do, this is going to lead to worldwide revival. This will lead to, as if it were life from the dead, this will lead to the one new man. We've talked about the one new man. Well, this is the prophetic calling for not only Messianic Jews, but for Christians, because you can't have a one new man without one of those two groups, right? That makes sense, right? So Ephesians 2, 11 and 12, therefore, keep in mind that once you, Gentiles in the flesh, were called uncircumcision by those called circumcision, which is performed on flesh by hand. At that time, this is verse 12, you were separate from Messiah, excluded from the commonwealth of Israel strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. So this seems to be fairly clear that prior to knowing Yeshua, the people who were not Jewish, okay, they were separated from Messiah, they were excluded from the commonwealth of Israel, they were strangers to the covenant of the promise, and they had no hope because they they didn't know God. And all of that changed. Those four things that I just mentioned all changed when they accepted Yeshua as their Messiah. That's exciting, right? Okay. With the acceptance of Yeshua, and as I mentioned, the Gentiles became believers and called themselves Christians, which is exciting. And and so this one new man is, again, the Christians and the Messianic Jews being one in Messiah. Ephesians 2.13 says this, But now in Messiah Yeshua, you, who were once far off, have been brought near by the blood of Messiah. Now, that could actually be talking to both the Gentiles and the Jews, right? (laughs) For he is, verse 14, for he is our Shalom, the one who made the two into one, and broke down the middle wall of separation, which was a physical wall, but it was also a spiritual wall. 
and an emotional wall. It was just a wall between Jews and those who weren't Jewish. And also a, a, a wall between God, really, and man. So within his flesh, he made powerless the hostility. Okay, so there was tension, there was hostility, there was a problem. And God, through Yeshua, made that powerless. It has no power. The law code of mitzvot contained in regulation. So in other words, if the law was separating um, the people and, and, and that this was bringing them, it broke down that wall, it brought them together, not only God and man, but Jew and Gentile. Verse 15, he did this in order to create within himself one new man from the two groups, making shalom, peace, and to reconcile both to God in one body through the cross by which he put the hostility to death. So it even explains how he put the hostility between us to death. Now, honestly, it would be a blessing to me to see the actuality of that because there just seems to be hostility between Jews, Messianic Jews, and and Christians, to some extent, not, not everywhere, but yeah. Verse 17, And he came and proclaimed shalom to you who were far away, and shalom to those who were near. For through him we both, and, and, and I would say that's, again, Messianic Jew and Gentile, have access to the Father by the same Ruach, the same Holy Spirit. So this is very exciting. And uh, in verse 19, it says, So then you are no longer strangers and foreigners. This is now speaking probably to the Gentiles, but it could be, in a sense, to the Jews as well. But it's, it's, it's definitely speaking to the Gentiles. But you are now fellow citizens with God's people and members of God's household. So this is what the acceptance of Yeshua into your life has done, right? Verse 20, you have been built on the foundations made up of the emissaries and prophets with Messiah Yeshua himself being the cornerstone. In him, the whole building being fitted together is growing into a a holy temple for the Lord. In him, you also are being built together into God's dwelling place in the Ruach, in the Holy Spirit, to bring together Jewish and Gentile believers in order that the world would know that Yeshua is the Messiah. I mean, it's, it's really amazing, I think, God's plan and how he's put this together over the centuries. You know, we're looking at our own lives, our own time period, and we're judging everything by that but you know with god there's no time or space so he's he was before the beginning and he'll be you know there after the end so to speak and because that's who god is so it's very exciting to see how over the literally decades and decades and decades he has planned out how we at this time are going to start coming together. And that's what's so exciting about living now. I pray that you are encouraged 
because this is an exciting time to live well. You know what? We've run out of time, but I just want to mention to you that if you want that devotional from a few weeks ago that I wrote, the 10 R's, call Karen at 813-831-5673. Also, we'd love visitors. We'd love to go to your churches and speak. Let us know if there's anything uh, that we can do, and I'd love to answer your questions about Messianic Judaism or anything in uh, theology and faith. So uh, please, you can contact uh, Karen at 813-831-5673. You can email me at rabbi at heartofmessiah.org. Let's close in prayer. Avinu Malkenu, I just pray that you will bless each and every one who is listening to my voice this day, and I pray that they will grow in their desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. I pray this in the name of Yeshua. Amen. You are Messiah. Yeshua HaMashiach Lion of Judah The God of Israel Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.